Hello, and welcome to The Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. So glad you're tuned in at thebmgnetwork.com, the BMG Network's YouTube channel, or a major podcast platform. It's time for another exemplary episode. So here we go. On today's episode of The Adrian Ross Show, we're going to jump into the Brittany Griner conversation. I'm sure you've heard Brittany Griner was involved in a prisoner swap with Russia. And so she was returned to the United States after nine months of being detained in Russia, serving a nine-year sentence. And in exchange, we gave up Victor Boot who is a dangerous arms trafficker, terrorist, and one who wants to, um, I don't know, kill Americans. And he was serving, I believe, a 25-year sentence. And there's been a lot of conversation about these negotiations that the Biden administration participated in. And people are trying to figure out how in the world do we give up this dangerous, evil man Okay, and we get Brittany Griner back. And I want to talk about that. I totally understand where people are coming from. I've got my own thoughts on that, which I will give today also. But I want to start because um, I want to start by talking about a couple bones I have to pick. See, a lot of people. When someone is on the same political aisle they're on, they do not ever disagree. You know, they they have to agree with everything. They've got to be a yes woman or a yes man and just go along with everything. You know, um, I'm not one of those people. I, I, I often say I am nothing if not fair. And if I feel you need to be called out, I'm going to call you out. And I have some calling out to do concerning this whole conversation with Brittany Griner. And I'm calling out some people I respect, people I listen to on a daily basis. But again, I'm not going to be anybody's yes woman. And sometimes people just absolutely need to be called out. Okay. Now I am, I'm talking about Michael Knowles, whom I listen to daily. I'm talking about Matt Walsh, whom I also listen to daily. And I'm talking about uh, the news and why it matters with Sarah Gonzalez, the Blaze podcast I listen to on a regular basis. I respect the people on those shows. But again, I'm not going to agree with everything. Now, I agree with much of what they have to say about Brittany Griner. I've talked about Brittany Griner before, and I will get to the aspects of, of this situation that I agree with, but I'm going to start with something else. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm going to start with some bones I have to pick. I am not really, really uh, happy with the way I'm hearing some of this conversation going. Okay. Now, a lot of what people are upset about has to do with the fact that we have a Marine, Paul Whelan, who has been locked up in Russia for four years, okay? Why in the world is he still sitting there and Brittany Griner 
is home. People have an issue with that. And I have an issue with the fact that he's still sitting there also. So when I start picking these bones, don't get me wrong and 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 um misunderstand where I'm coming from. I can I can, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time. All right. So what I'm hearing from a lot of people, I'm hearing people sort of diminish Brittany Griner because she's a WNBA player, you know, and and people are like, you know, we brought home a WNBA player. Are you kidding me? You know, a WNBA player. And <clears throat> I've never had to negotiate a prisoner release. I don't know how these conversations go behind the scenes. Um, from a human perspective, I have to say, no, we, we didn't bring Brittany Griner home as a WNBA player. Um, at least ideally, you know, hopefully that wasn't the reason the Biden administration brought her home. You know, it's not because she's a WNBA player. We brought home, not a WNBA player, we brought home an American. That's how I look at it from a human perspective that you would want to bring home an American. It's not about, oh my goodness, she's just a WNBA player. And he's, uh, Paul Whalen, I mean, he's a Marine. And absolutely, we should have brought home our our Marine. But we didn't, we didn't bring her home as a WNBA player. We we brought her home as an American. And 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 more than that, we brought her home as a human being. I mean, God looks at it as a human being. Now, again, I say I've never had to do these negotiations. I think when you're negotiating stuff like this. There is something to be said for, um, I think that there's some kind of way, like what are we giving up and what are we getting? And that's kind of a, an odd, odd thing for me as a person to wrap my, my, my brain around. Um, but I don't know how all those, thing, all those things work. So I, I get it when you have to say, listen, this dude is bad news. This Victor Boot is, is bad news. No, you can't just, you can't just all willy nilly be, be freeing him, you know? So I, I get that. But, um, but again, she's, she's a human being, she's an American, although um, we're gonna talk about her attitude toward America because I'm not feeling that either and I've talked about that. But so I'm, I'm, I wanted to get that out of the way, but I also wanna get out what I'm hearing from some of these people, some of these people I respect whom I've mentioned. And that is like this lady basketball player, this lady basketball player, like, 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 because she's a, a woman playing basketball, it, it's somehow like, oh, we, we, we brought home this lady basketball. No, we should have brought home, figured out a way to bring home Paul, Paul Whalen, period. You know, it's not because he's there and this lady basketball player is still there. Such kind of disrespect that I'm hearing, and again, this isn't about Brittany Griner per se. This is about the attitude that I noticed, like the lady. And so I want to, like I said, I want to get some things out of the way before I get into more of the meat. And um, so let me just, um, let's play some of what I'm talking about. I want you to, to hear this so that you know where I'm coming from and the attitude um, that I'm hearing from people. 
All right. So let's start with Michael Knowles. Here's a montage of some some comments from Michael Knowles, um, whom I, I respect and listen to daily. But his attitude about the lady really, really gets on my nerves. All right. And I'll talk more about that. All right. So let's just check this out. First of all, a young anti-American lady basketball player. She represents the best America, best about America, just across the board, everything about her. The best about America, just across the board. Brittany Griner, a lady basketball player. What kind of deal does Joe Biden make? The deal he makes is, Will will give you a very, very, very high-value asset that has done very, very, very bad things and can be very valuable to Russia in exchange for this lady basketball Russia player. Russia gives up. Brittany Griner, a basketball lady. Hmm. So you hear what I'm talking about. I hear a basketball lady, this lady basketball player, uh, is what you're hearing over and over again. You're like, well, Adrian, maybe you're just making too much of that. You know, um, maybe he's he doesn't really mean it that way. Maybe people aren't really thinking, oh, it's a it's a lady basketball player. So, you know, she's not really that important because she's a lady. Hmm. Not so sure about that, because I want you to hear this clip from the News and Why It Matters, the Blaze podcast. And I want you to hear this conversation and notice what is said concerning Brittany Griner. We gave up one of the most wanted uh, terrorists in the world uh, for a center. Hmm. Did you notice that? We gave up Victor Boot for a center, you know, talking about a basketball position. And, and then you hear the woman Sarah Gonzalez saying for the WNBA, you know, and, and she said, at least let it be for the NBA. And that just blows my mind. Number, it comes from a, a woman, first of all, um, but then it, at all, like, okay, so she's not even a real basketball player. You know what I mean? She's not even in the NBA. And again, I'm not here to defend um, Brittany Griner at all. I've got some serious issues with Brittany Griner, okay? And with the attitude that she has, has shown this country. That's not what this is about. This is about the attitude, the other attitude here, that if it were a dude, baby, that would be better. But it's a lady basketball player, and she's not even a part of the NBA. Hmm. Really kind of interesting, you know? Um, so so I want again, I want to point that out. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down heavy on this whole thing. All right. Now, so we got that part taken care of. There's one bone that I have to pick. That, that somehow um, her being a woman basketball player is not as important as if she were a male basketball player. I'm not saying that any of these people would, would want her, uh, even the male basketball player, to come home over the Marine. Paul Whalen. I'm not saying that because I don't, I don't believe that, but I'm saying their attitude in general about the lady basketball player is, is horrible. It's, and it's, it's really concerning to me. The other issue that I have, and again, I come from a background of, of, of sports, okay? Um, I, I was a, a, 
a woman athlete, a, a, a student athlete, and even, you know, was very athletic as an adult, okay? So maybe this stands out more to me than it does to other people. I don't know. But again, it needs to be called out even before I get down to the other nitty gritty, okay? The disrespect for the WNBA is really telling, okay? And I'm gonna tell you what it tells, all right? But let's go ahead and play it first. These are some comments. First, again, back to Michael Knowles. And I've heard this before from him as I've heard it from Matt Walsh, whom I'll get to next, all right? Listen to his attitude about the WNBA, which shouldn't even be in the conversation. The conversation is not about dissing the WNBA. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's hear what he has to say about the WNBA. The, the other prisoners, Americans being held by Russia, they have not elicited any sympathy from our elite ruling class. The Marine, the history teacher, those guys can rot, according to the media. But Brittany Griner, she's a lesbian basketball player, allegedly. No one's ever watched a game. But she she deserves the special treatment. So what, what happened? The United States gave up the most notorious arms dealer in the world, Victor Boot, known as the Merchant of Death, to, to get her. Okay. So I don't know if you noticed, you know, the little, you know, the basketball player, you know, allegedly, you know, no one's ever watched the game. Um, a, a little dig there about the WNBA. And I'm going to get back to that, but I want to move on to this last clip, which is Matt Walsh, same disrespect for the women's sport. And then again, Michael Knowles and his comments. So let's check out this montage. Uh, this is the first time a WNBA trade has made headlines. Playing in an obscure sports league that only exists because the NBA acts as its sugar daddy, propping it up and keeping it afloat. A woman who has a net worth in the millions and yet nobody had ever heard of until she tried to sneak drug paraphernalia through a Russian airport. That's like the most famous play she's ever been a part of when she tried to pass drug material through an airport in Russia. Um, this woman who, who, who has every reason to love and be grateful for America, but instead hates and resents my favorite comment on Friday is from Christoph Rodriguez, who says, name what team Ricky Griner plays for without looking it up beforehand. <laughs> yeah, no one can do it. This is why of all the reporting around Brittany Griner and Russia and this whole episode, the, the, the part that I found most absurd, the, the least credible, was when they would say, Brittany Griner, WNBA star, WNBA star gets arrested in Russia. There is, Russia is holding a W, there is no such thing as a WNBA star. No one has ever watched a game of the WNBA in its entirety. And anyone who's told you that he has is lying. Okay. It's hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm a Stuff like that really, really irks me, okay? I'm almost speechless, except I'm not, all right? Here's Michael Knowles, and then you have Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh starts out with this joke, which he think you know, he's heard people saying this prisoner trade is the, you know, the only trade uh, that of the WNBA that anybody has ever uh, paid any attention to. You know, that's his little diss of the WNBA, 
Okay. Um, and, and then he, uh, you know, goes on to, to talk about the WNBA and uh, basically nobody's, he and Michael, he and Michael Mills, nobody's ever heard of the WNBA. Uh, Nobody's ever watched a game of the WNBA. Um, Nobody can name who Brittany Griner has played for. Nobody had ever heard of her until this whole thing. And here's, here's my, here's my take on that before I get into where I do agree with them. Okay. I'm always fascinated, for lack of a better word, by dudes who are so insecure that they find it necessary to diss women's sports. And when you look at them, you know they could not beat any of the WNBA players on the court. They couldn't even beat me. And I say that, you know, I just had surgery not that long ago and I'm having, you know, I'm not moving very fast. I'm having these, these body pains and stuff. And even I can still kick their butt. Michael Knowles will tell you he can't play. So maybe, maybe he doesn't know anything about Brittany uh, Griner or the team she played on or has never watched a game because the only thing that he, you know, only thing he knows to do is get behind the microphone and talk. And there's a lot to be said for that, not dissing him for that, okay? But, you know, he and Matt Walsh want to say, yeah, nobody's ever watched WNBA and nobody ever heard of them until then. And they, you know, the only reason why they're out there is because the, the NBA is propping them up and all this other stuff. And as if they could actually get on the court and beat any WNBA player, okay? That's number one. They can't. They couldn't even hold, uh, carry the sneakers of most WNBA players. They're just running their mouth and they, in their insecurity, they find it necessary to disrespect the whole sport because they're ticked off with Brittany Griner. Now, and this isn't the first time I've heard them diss women's sports. And that's why when the Leah Thomas situation came up, you know, Leah Thomas and the whole swimming thing, the male taking over the women's swimming. And I did a podcast about the hypocrisy. You get these guys who get on there and they want to talk about how men are taking over women's sports. And that is a legitimate concern. Right. But my point was how fake they are, because these same people will diss women's sports, don't give a crap about women's athletics. But because it served their agenda, they were opening their mouths and acting like they cared about women's sports. What's going to become of women's sports now with the men entering the women's sports? And I agree with that with them, but I still say they're hypocrites, just like the people who had a beef with President Trump because he didn't invite um, uh, some women's basketball team, I believe a college basketball team, maybe, maybe even an issue with the WNBA at the time. And people were saying, oh, he, you know, he's trying to diss them. He doesn't care about them. These same people don't care. They just use that for their agenda. They're hypocrites. I said it then, I'm saying it again now. Okay. They don't care. They're fake, but they're also delusional, these gentlemen if they think they can get on the court 
and compete with a WNBA player. I don't care if they hadn't heard of it. And let me tell you why I know they don't know jack about sports, particularly basketball, because men who who know the women's basketball will tell, I'm talking about pe people who played in college, people who play in the NBA. They do go to games. You do see them in the stands. You take your, your Kobe Bryant, who left us way too soon. You know, he supported women's basketball. His daughter was a basketball player. He uh, supported the WNBA, okay? You have people who coached, people who were NBA stars who coached in the WNBA, okay? Michael Cooper from the, from the Los Angeles Lakers Showtime era, coach, in the WNBA, Bill Lambeer from the Detroit Pistons, the bad boys of Detroit, coached, won three championships um, with the, the um, Detroit Shock of the WNBA. And even now, you see NBA players going to games and supporting it because a person who understands the game, and I both play basketball and coach basketball, will tell you that the women's game is a pure game. Why? Because the women's game, you have to be more fundamentally sound. You're, most women are, Brittany Griner may be the exception, but most women are not running down the court and slam dunking constantly. No, they have to play fundamental basketball. And that's why people are watching the games or going to the games. So it's, you can't really compare men's basketball to women's basketball. It's a different it's a different game, okay? But if you don't know what you're talking about, like Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh, all you can do is diss. And so I want to say, number. so I want to point that out. They don't know what they're talking about, okay? And they can't even hold my sneakers, much less uh, a Candace Parker, okay? Or when you go back to, um, to the beginning of the WNBA, when you had Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops, and Tina Thompson with, um, with the Houston Comets, you know, with your Lisa Leslie's and all that, they, they couldn't, the Tamika Ketchens, they couldn't, they, they couldn't even be in the same room, okay, with them. All they can do is run their mouths and, and try to diss them, all right? And then they say, now, the talent is even, even stronger and even deeper. So these guys can't even, all they can do is run their mouth. That's all, okay? And they don't know what they're talking about. And men who know the game and are secure in who they are and don't feel threatened by women who can play a sport and don't feel the need to diss them, they will tell them that, okay? And then when I, and let me just add this too. You're, these guys are ticked off with Brittany Griner for, for some reasons, okay? And I'll talk about um, some legitimacy there, right? But here, here, here's the deal. Why diss, you, why diss the whole sport? Why diss all of the WNBA? You've got women who are working their tails off to play the sport they love, and they're doing it without the amount of money that the men players do without all the accolades that the men players get and without the respect by, uh, by some, and I'm just telling you right here, you can see that, but they play the game because they love the game. 
and they're working hard and they're staying fit and they're doing what they what they choose to do. Now, you could say, yeah, you're ticked off with all of the WNBA because they they don't want to acknowledge the, the, the they don't want to be on the court during the national anthem and all that. And that's that's legitimate. But that's not every woman in the sport. OK, just like it's not every football player. Right. And so to disrespect the whole sport um, is just it's just low. And I think it, it demonstrates a disrespect, but it also demonstrates an, uh, an ignorance and an insecurity. All right. So I wanted to I wanted to deal with that first, because I want to when we talk about this prisoner swap, I want to talk about it in the way that it needs to be talked about, not to disrespect her because we brought home a lady basketball player. It wasn't even a man basketball, man's basketball player, you know, or, you know, or nobody watches the game anyway. And if, like Michael Knowles says, if anybody said they watched the whole WNBA game, they're lying. No, Michael Knowles, you're ignorant concerning that. Right? Concerning many other things, which is why I listen to you on a regular basis, but ignorant concerning that. Um, men and women do watch the game and get excited about the game. You're just clueless, okay? And non-athletic as you have admitted. So you don't know what you're talking about, okay? So why don't you stick with what you do know, okay? Uh, so when we talk about this, we should be talking about the things that need need to be talked about. And when you start throwing in the other, those kinds of disses, you just, you just look, it just takes away from your position. So let's get to what the position should be on the table, should be on the, uh, on the table um, and where these guys are not wrong and where many others are not wrong. I've talked before about Brittany Griner because Brittany Griner was one of the ones who was against the national anthem at our sporting events. Didn't want to, didn't want to be on the court for the sporting events. Okay, um, which is very, very disrespectful to this country, the greatest country on the face of the earth, as I'm sure she knows now. And so when Brittany Griner then wrote a letter to President Biden saying she wants to come home, I talked about that because, see, before it was such a horrible place that you wouldn't even respect it. You wouldn't even um, honor our, our national anthem. You wanted to be a voice against the national anthem, right? But then when you were locked up in Russia, then you want to figure out how to come home. Now it's home. Now it's the greatest place to be, right? Um, now you've got time to think about whether or not you should respect this country that has been so good to you. So I've got no beef there. I'm in total agreement there. I pointed that out. Having said that, I am glad that Brittany Griner is home. And I have, even when I criticized her and I talked about her, the irony of her running her mouth against America and then trying to get home to America, you know, I said then, I pray for Brittany Griner. I pointed that out. And I and I have, I have continued to pray for her. I have, you know, I, I would Google and see if there was any new any more news on her. Why am I praying for Brittany Griner? Because what you know, she did, she broke the law. I don't know why they're saying, you know, un, you know, wrongfully detained. I don't know why. She had uh, you know this 
you know, how do you say it, hashish or whatever. You see what I know about, about drugs. But she had this paraphernalia on her. You can't be going to other people's countries and breaking their laws. Now, to me, nine years is a whole long time to be locked up for that. But I don't get to make their laws. That's their laws. You need to know what they are and you can't be breaking it. And when you do, then you, you know, you end up doing, doing the time. Right. But my, my, my thought was, oh my, nine years for that. I can't imagine being locked up in Russia of all places, you know, um, I just, I, and not, not having, not knowing that you're going to be able to come home. And so my, my, I pray for her. I was praying for her to come home, sincerely praying for her to come home. But as, as I was praying for that, I was also praying that she would have an awakening in many areas of her life. In particular, I was praying that she would come to understand how blessed she is to be in America to be from America. She wasn't in America at the time, but I I was praying that she would come to the understanding of what it is to be an American and how important it is to be in America and that you should be respecting our national anthem and respecting our flag and respecting who we are. We're not perfect. No one is. We always feel like we have to say that, right? You know what? But this is the, the greatest country on the face of the earth. And I, now that she's back, I surely hope that she changes her tune. I hope that she says, you know what? I, I hope she's the first one out on the court for the, for the national anthem, not advocating that we get rid of it, not wanting to be back in the, the locker room. and not. I hope she said, you know what? I'm so glad to be home. And she's leading the charge. I really do. I don't know what, what you know, where she is on that, but... Mm. So I, you know, I talked about that, that irony of her wanting to come home after all that. So I know that it's difficult for some people to, to, to think she did the crime and she obviously was anti-patriotic. Why in the world is she home and our Marine Paul Whelan is still there in Russia? someone who served his country, someone who's not arguing against the national anthem. Why is he there? And I have to say, you know what? I pray for him to come home. You know what? Maybe I should have been praying for him. You know, I am praying for him, for him now. And then there've been, been other, other talks about other prisoners, not going to get in all that, who are, who are locked up as well. But Paul Whelan is accused of espionage. Some people say eh, they think that perhaps he was guilty of that. Others say there's no evidence of that. But there he is, four years later, still locked up. And we had an opportunity to negotiate releases. And Brittany Griner's here. And I'm glad she's here. But why is he not here? Why is it that this Victor Boot, you know, un, I mean, unbelievably dangerous, how is it that, that he gets to go home? And that's what people are saying. And you don't make sure that Paul Whelan is home. How is that? How is that possible? You know, and now the Biden administration has said that they that Paul Whelan was never on the table with the Russians. OK, there's some different stories along the line, but that's this administration's story that they were told it was it was Brittany Griner 
for Victor Boot, take it or leave it. That Paul Whelan was not, he was, he's treated differently and, and he was never on the table. That's what the story is. Some would say a good negotiator would make, would have made sure there was a different story. But see, then the other story is that that's not true. The other, the other story is that Biden had, it was one for one. It was one for one. They weren't willing to do two for one or anything like that. Even though, you know, boot, I mean, you, you, we should be able to get a whole lot for him, right? But the other story is that it was one for one, but it was Brittany Griner or Paul Whelan for, for boot. I don't know. I'm not in the room, but we're hearing some conflicting stories that, that our president had had a choice and that he chose Brittany Griner. And then there's a conversation that, you know what, he chose, and, and Michael Knowles touched on it because she's black, because she's a lesbian, and therefore, you know, the left is always pandering to, you know, to that, to the, to black people. And, and, and it's the thing now to pander to, to uh, lesbians and trans, um, transsexuals, transgender, all, all this stuff. And so, you know, they're after votes, you know, you see that in the left a lot. They're not really caring about people. They're trying to secure votes. 2024 is coming. And so they chose, um, they chose her. And if, and even if that's not, um, the case, even if they didn't have a choice, they're, they're, um, you know, taking victory laps uh, because they did bring home someone who is black, someone who is gay, and that that figures in. I don't doubt that that figures in at all. I hate the thought that we had an opportunity to bring home a Marine and we did not. Absolutely blows my mind. It seems to me that there should have been a way to negotiate to make sure that he came home, okay? And some people believe that if it, if it was, some people believe that if it was just one and Brittany was the only one on the table, then you absolutely bring her home because she's an American and you, and you bring her home and then you continue the work on, on, on for, for Paul Whelan. Other people would think, nope, she needs to wait it out because we're not giving up this, this huge bargaining chip. And people are saying, when will we get another opportunity? I mean, this was the big one. This, this boot was the big one. And now you've let him go. What do you, what else do you have to make sure the other people come home? And so that's what some people are saying. And so that if she had to wait and you just say, no, we, we don't, we don't work any deal until we get uh, what we need to get and the people we need to get. And some people feel like we should have taken that route. Um, I, like I said, I've been praying for her to come home. I am glad that she's home, but I sure do hope that there is, um, that there is a, a great, uh, awakening on her part. And president, uh, uh, Trump has weighed in on it. Let me let, let's find what he said about the situation and how and how he would have handled it. So give me a moment here. And I'll read what he, what he I guess this was on Truth Social. I saw it on Instagram, um, Newsmax. 
posted it. Uh, but he wrote, I turned down a deal with Russia for a one-on-one -on -one swap of the so-called merchant of death. And of course, that's what Victor Booth, that's how dangerous he is. He is called the merchant of death. So President Trump said, I turned down a deal with Russia for a one-on-one -on -one swap of the so-called merchant of death for Paul Whelan. I wouldn't have made the deal for a hundred people in exchange for someone that has killed untold numbers of people with his arms deals. I would have gotten Paul out, however, just as I did with a record number of other hostages. The deal for Griner is crazy and bad. The, the taking wouldn't have even happened during my administration, but if it did, I would have gotten her out fast. Hmm. So that's interesting because he's saying that he turned down a deal for a one-on-one -on -one swap, swap, uh, swap of the merchant of death and Whalen. But he's saying for what he did, he wouldn't do the one, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't even make a deal for a hundred in exchange for that particular prisoner, but he would have found other ways to get him out. Um, and uh, the same thing with, with Brittany Griner. And he uh, is not lying there when he talks about a record number of, um, of people that he got out. But in any case, Brittany Griner is home. Paul Whelan is not. Um, I, I saw an interview his brother did and um, and I've heard of comments from himself. He obviously, um, is very disappointed as his family is um, about the about the, the situation. Obviously, he'd have he'd have to be, you know. But I hear that um, you know his family is is very happy for for Brittany Griner, and they believe that she should be home. Um, they the brother seems to believe Biden when he says that that Paul Whelan was not on the table. I don't know. I I, I have a, I have a hard time um, trusting. I don't trust Russia. Um, and I have a hard time trusting any negotiating skills um, of this administration. And um, I, again, I'm not in the back room. I'm glad Brittany's home, but I am awfully um, not happy that our Marine is left there. And then when you think about these stories, these competing stories about what the options were, um, I, I don't know. It just seems to me that that you should be able to, in this situation, you should have made sure that Paul Whelan uh, came home. Uh, and uh, and I, so I will be praying and continuing continuing to pray for him. And um, so I think that's really um, my my take on the on the whole thing. I by my by criticizing Michael Knowles, uh, Matt Walsh, uh, Sarah Gonzalez. I'm not saying that I disagree with their perspectives because their perspectives are strong. There are strong feelings about Brittany Griner's anti-American attitude and that, you know, here she is wanting to come home, begging to come home after being so disrespectful. And, um, and so I'm not, I don't disagree with them at all. They feel very strongly and, and people feel very, very strongly about Paul Whelan and others. Okay. Um, and I could name more people, there's no point, but um, others who are still there, Paul Whelan is the name that you hear talked about a lot. And I don't disagree with that at all. He should be home. You know, so my beef is not about those things at all. My beef 
is the attitude um, that I talked about at the beginning, which just is should have no place in the conversation at all. Disrespecting her profession um, has nothing to do with it at all. Disrespecting other women who participate in that profession should have no place in it at all. Let's deal with the issues and not this other superfluous nonsense, okay? So, so there you have it. Again, I said, I'm nobody's yes woman. I'm not gonna be put in a box when something needs to be called out. I'll call it out. And then at the same time, where I agree, I'll specify that as well. I am nothing, I believe, if not fair. So we will see what happens with Paul Whelan and the other people who are being detained there in Russia. Our prayers are with them and with their families. So thank you for tuning in to the Adrian Ross show, to my rantings. I appreciate that. I'm always interested in your feedback. You can go to adrianross.com at gmail.com. On YouTube, you can leave a comment as well. And also be sure to go to the BMG Network. That is the bmgnetwork.com and listen to the other podcasters we have there. Much appreciated. I will catch you next time on the Adrian Ross show. God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.